Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we highlight tomorrow's annual Saskatchewan Stock Growers Convention, again this year being held in a virtual format over the Internet or Zoom. We chat with the Minister of Agriculture about several topics, including Friday's big rainfall, this week's virtual meeting from Canada's Farm Show, and its Native Prairie Appreciation Week. Real Agriculture talks with Ann Wasco about the latest cattle markets. We hear more about a prairie hailstorm project between Weather Logics and Co-op Hail, and the Ministry of Agriculture has a feature report. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association will hold its annual meeting in a virtual format tomorrow afternoon. General Manager Chad McPherson is hoping about 100 producers will attend the meeting. This year we're holding our 108th annual general meeting virtually. We made the decision a while ago before uh, some of the COVID restrictions started to be loosened. We just uh, made the business decision to move ahead with holding our annual meeting. So it's going to be held tomorrow at 1.30 p.m. virtually using Zoom. Um, People interested in attending can visit www.skstockers.com and go to the AGM page and there's an online registration tab there that you can fill out and attend. There's no no cost to attend the annual meeting. What will be some of the topics raised? We're going to have two guest presentations. One's from Anne Wasco with Cattle Trends. She'll be giving the cattle market outlook so producers will be able to learn what some of the driving forces are on uh, cattle prices right now and what they can maybe expect to get for the calves in the fall. Our second presentation is from Anne-Marie Rorink with 210 Analytics. She's from Florida. Uh, she is the publisher and author of a study called The Power of Meat. And she'll be giving a presentation on how COVID impacted all the protein sector in the past year. And that was an interesting impact. We had problems at the meatpacking plants, but still there was a lot of demand for food. Yeah, COVID had a lot of direct impacts on the industry, but there were some really interesting stories that came out of it from a consumption perspective and how the meat demand and global trade has impacted the protein supplies and demand. So what 
type of turnout are you hoping for? I think, if I remember correctly, you had a pretty good turnout last year virtually. We're hoping to have around 100 people or more uh, attend virtually. It's it's not as many as uh, virtual meetings are a little bit trickier for people to attend, but uh, I think people are getting more used to them, and hopefully this will be the last one we have to do for a little while. But, you know, we have a long lineup of resolutions and issues to discuss as well, so hopefully we're, we're hoping for an interesting uh, session. What are some of those key uh, issues uh, in the resolutions? So far, we've received 13 resolutions from our membership. Some of the topics include uh, orphan oil wells, uh, black-tailed prairie dogs, uh, dealer bonding levels, intensive livestock operation, development permits, and carbon protocols. So it's a wide array of issues impacting the industry. It's free for anybody to attend. If they're interested in signing up, they can visit our website and fill out the online form, and they'll receive a link in their inbox. Chad McPherson is the general manager of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca and Co-op Hail Insurance. They've been there for farmers for over 75 years and they'll be there for you. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says Friday's rain is extremely beneficial to farmers and ranchers across Saskatchewan. Merritt says the 25 to 50 millimeters of rain will improve crop development and pasture growth. Well, Jim, it was very timely and, uh, you know, it looks like most of the province saw a significant amount of moisture anywhere from an inch to two and even some places three and uh, even a little better than that. So, yeah, it was a very timely rain. It's going to obviously really... uh, you know, set the crops good going into the warm weather that we're going to, that's in the forecast now, but, but also really help the hay crop as well. I know it's going to be a little later uh, as a result of the cold weather that we had earlier this spring, but uh, it's not going to be a big hay crop, but uh, it's sure going to help the hay crop and definitely will help the pastures. I think that's a good thing. And, and I did see in some parts of the province, Jim, there was a, you know, a significant amount of rainfall where we did see some runoff. Uh, a good friend of mine in, uh, at home, close to home, the dugouts were empty before the rain on the weekend, and with the rain they got, they filled up. So uh, it's nice to see that as well, Jim. Yeah, that dugout water supply is very important for uh, for many uses on the farm, and including sometimes watering livestock. Yeah, that's, that's it. And we did hear, you know, obviously earlier in the year, we were concerned about water quality within, you know, within the dugouts and, and that type of thing. So... Hopefully this rain did help alleviate a lot of that pressure that the ranchers are seeing. This week we've got a few items on the agenda. Stock Growers Annual Meeting uh, tomorrow in virtual format. The Canada's Farm Show also this week in a virtual format. Yeah, it is. Uh, And really hats off to the whole organizing committee uh, for the Farm Show to bring it to a virtual show. I I can't imagine the work that uh, had to go into that. I know uh, I participated in it in some armchair discussion and uh, really enjoyed it and and liked the format. Uh, Looking forward to see how the virtual show works out for the organizers. But hats off, really have to go to the Farm Show uh, uh, people and all the work that they did to put this together. It had to be a lot of work to do, and really, they should be thanked. Now, on another topic, you've proclaimed this week as Native Prairie Appreciation Week. Just what does that mean? Well, really, what it really means, Jim, is I mean, Saskatchewan, you know, has a lot of native prairie. Probably uh, one of the leading jurisdictions in the world for native grass prairie. Uh, obviously, we we're home to the Grasslands National Park, but there's an awful lot of uh, native prairie here in the province of Saskatchewan. 
And one thing we really want to do is proclaim and recognize that native prairie, but also recognize the stewards of that native prairie. And our cattle ranchers uh, are some of the best in the world at really taking care of this native grass and native prairie. And that's why, as a government, we really did the transfer of the of the pastures over to the patrons because they really do represent and do take care of these pastures in the very ecological, environmentally sustainable way and uh, ensuring that livestock are also part of this. And, and they really are. Uh, you know, I know uh, in, I've had the pleasure of traveling a big uh, part of that southwest where there's a lot of native prairie, and even through the Grasslands National Park, and even recognizing there that they had to have livestock in, in the park to uh, obviously to rejuvenate and also to protect wildlife and species at risk is also very important, and, and the livestock are needed as part of that. So it's really to recognize the native prairie and the importance of, a, of it to the ecological system not only Saskatchewan, but globally, but that uh, we are also uh, very uh, supportive of it and want to uh, also publicly recognize the ranchers that take care of this native prairie on behalf of all citizens, not only of Saskatchewan, but Canada and the world. David Merritt is from Fife Lake and the Minister of Agriculture for Saskatchewan. This segment has also been brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Joining me now for the beef market update, as always, it's Ann Wasco of Gateway Livestock Exchange. Let's start in the U.S. Let's start with a price recap, a, a little market overview, and then we got some top picks to uh, dig into after that. Sure. Well, if you listen every two weeks, um, not a lot has changed in the U.S. market. They've kind of been stuck in that uh, 119-120 area on fat cattle for the last uh, numerous weeks, so steady again this week. Um, The cutout, choice cutout 338 uh, last night, so that's going to be off a couple bucks from last week, which, you know, it just kept shooting higher and higher and higher, so it does look like we can, and seasonally speaking, this would fit, but the highs are probably in, and we'll start to see that cut out, uh, saunter lower. But these are the second highest levels in history, right? Mm. Um, Western Canada stronger on fed cattle, and same with Ontario. So we in the West ended up with a, our live average up a couple bucks to 166 uh, uh, live trade this week, and dress price from 275 to 280 delivered. And I see in Ontario, we've also got five to seven dollar increase uh, dressed there, two seventy to two seventy two delivered. So um, better markets here in Canada. Market we're I, I think in a nutshell, Lindsay, um, the the Canadian marketplace for fed cattle is getting more current quicker than the U.S. I think would be a statement. Okay, so that I guess that was my question is sort of why do you do you why? think we're yeah. yeah so what that you think yeah. that's so, where we're headed. Yeah, that ha- that hangover that we've talked about for so, so long in terms of cattle hangover, um, I think uh, what's going on is certainly we're ducking out from underneath it with smaller supplies, more current supplies ahead. Carcass weights are down. U.S. is coming, but they they just have gotten there or getting there slower than what we have. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, this is, of course, we're, we're mid-June. I hate to say it, but we're, we're mid-June. Um, of course, the, the summer uh, barbecue season ahead of us, restaurants... 
reopening, a little, you know, some some social gatherings being allowed across the country. These sorts of things. Uh, seasonally, this is, I would think, a, a pretty good time for demand. Mm-hmm. What does that picture sort of look like right now? Well, it's it's been strong. And of course, demand data is always lagged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're yes. talking about 2020, you know, when we get data, even though we just got some data, uh, consumption data from StatsCam last week, it's for 2020. But I think some of the same fundamentals that um, I'll just remind listeners of still can, carrying on here in 2021. But in 2020, Canadian beef demand was up five and a half percent from 2019, and and again, no big surprise when we well surprise if you started COVID, you would never have thought that. But as we went through COVID and you saw, you know uh, how strong prices were at the counter and the fact that consumers, you know, kept searching and seeking out beef um, if they were going to stay home and and uh, not eat out, then darn it, they were going to make sure they were um, buying beef and 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 grilling beef at home, and that's really what the data shows. So. Um, demand story, very positive. Third best demand um, index in, in recent history, only by, behind 2015-2016. Uh, per capita beef consumption in Canada was actually up 0.3% um, hmm. versus 2019. And, you know, that goes against everything what people are talking about, that, you know, people are eating less meat. Well, when it comes to staying home and getting more money, more money in our pockets because we're not out spending, uh, we'll spend it on beef. Uh, pork, we did see consumption was down 15%, but I think the storyline is there, uh, is that the export market for pork, Canadian pork was so strong, um, that you did see uh, per capita consumption decline for pork in Canada last year and poultry consumption down 2%. So the beef story was a super story all of the way around. I'm pretty surprised by that poultry one, to be honest. Because don't we always hear exactly that, you know, eat less meat or eat less red meat or whatever. But I think, and I'm just going to, I'm going out on a limb because I can do that. And I'm just going to say that when we do have a little, little extra cash, we go buy beef. That's, that's uh, it. I, I think, and well, I think, I think you'd have some support to that argument. Um, and, and data has historically shown us that, that when consumers yeah. are, are feeling good about, um, their pocketbook, I guess, to to, to be blunt, mm-hmm. um, they're willing to spend it on beef eating experience. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunny sky, wind southeast 30, gusting to 50, the high 30, the low 16. Tomorrow, sunny, wind southeast 30, gusting to 50, increasing to 50, gusting to 70. The high tomorrow, 33, the low 18. Wednesday, sunny and windy with a high 24, the low 12. Thursday, partly cloudy, windy, the high 19, the low 9. Friday, partly cloudy, the high 19, the low 9. Saturday, sunny with a high 25, the low 13. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 22. Normal high is 23, the normal low is 9. The sun rose at 4.47 this morning, it sets at 9.11 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is leader in west-central Saskatchewan, 32 degrees. 
The cold spot up north Buffalo Narrows at 17. Estevan 26, Saskatoon 29, Swift Current 30, Weyburn 26, Yorkton is 27. In Regina, sunny and 27, that's 81 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 30, gusting to 39. Humidity is 35%, the barometer falling 102.1. Sunny and Moose Jaw 28, winds are from the south-southeast 30, gusting to 44. Once again, Regina, sunny and 27, that's 81 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The Prairie Hailstorm Project is a new partnership between Co-op Hail Insurance and Winnipeg-based WeatherLogics. The aim is to provide maps and forecasts to better understand areas affected by hailstorms. Scott Kaler is WeatherLogic's president and chief scientist. What we're doing is taking all sorts of weather data like weather radar and hailstorm reports and combining them to produce maps showing which areas of crops have been affected by hailstorms, allowing producers to see where damage might have happened and, and ensuring that they can respond to that quickly. Kaler explains Co-op Hale's involvement. With the data, Co-op Hale is able to see where their claims might be coming in, and that lets them have better communication with customers about when damage might have happened and, and help them pinpoint when that occurred so that the claims can be processed accurately and, and in a timely manner. So that really benefits both the client and the company to ensure that any hail damage is accounted for on the uh, producer's field. Kaler says the information will really benefit hail insurance adjusters. Yes, it'll absolutely help the adjusters. It, it gives them a much more pinpointed sense of where the hail damage occurred so that they can go right to those spots and, and assess the damage, and, and that way they're able to help uh, process any claim that the producer might need to put in. Kaler says the technology is relatively new for the Prairie Hailstorm Project. Well, the technology that WeatherLogics is using has been developed over the years uh, it originated in the United States where they processed weather radar to produce hail maps. But in Canada, it's not something that's been widely adopted yet. And we're actually taking the technology one step farther than it's ever been used before in Canada. And what we're doing is taking both the weather radar and actual reports on the ground of hail and combining them to produce a more accurate picture of what's going on. With weather radar alone, the radar instrument can only detect large amounts of water in the atmosphere and it doesn't necessarily know if it's rain or hail but with our actual hail reports and combining that with the radar we're able to actually confirm where hail is happening and make those radar estimates more accurate for the Canadian prairies. Kaler says the data is up to date. Real-time data is available. The weather radar updates every six minutes so we have this data coming into us every six minutes and then we tend to produce daily summaries showing where the damage occurred over the previous day. But we can also look in real time if we need to. Kaler was asked if farmers will have access to the information. WeatherLogics and Co-op Hale, we are planning to release some of these products to producers. And we know that a lot of producers on the prairies have their 
operations spread out over large areas. And so how it helps them is they can see where hail damage may have occurred so they can get out and scout those fields right away. Sometimes if they haven't been to a field recently, they might not have realized it got hit. So the, they might be a little bit delayed in taking action on that. But by knowing this right away, they're able to account for any hail damage immediately and, and hopefully uh, improve the future potential of that crop by doing whatever is necessary to either put in the claims or, or take actions on possibly doing some treatments. Kaler says there have already been some hailstorms in this province. We have seen some hailstorms. There was a fairly strong one that went north of Saskatoon and also kind of just north of the bigger area uh, uh, several days ago. And there's also been some stronger storms that went through southern parts of Saskatchewan. Scott Kaler is the president and chief scientist for WeatherLogics. The company is working with Co-op Hail Insurance on Project Hailstorm. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And SMHI. Farmers, get your hail insurance coverage with Municipal Hail at an RM office or direct online. Farmers Insuring Farmers, municipalhail.ca. Saskatchewan farmers are raising questions about clearing brush on farmland. The range management specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture in Prince Albert, Andre Bonneau has issued some recommendations. Many livestock producers are thinking about their brush control plan and looking for resources as a guide. But to begin with, there are three main ways to control brush, and they're categorized as mechanical, chemical, and biological. Mechanical control is essentially mowing. We can use a heavy-duty mower to chop down and mulch standing brush. Mowing can be very effective, but timing is also very important. I think of mowing as grazing with a mower and the challenge is to overgraze that brush with this mower. We want the mower to remove plant material from the brush and have the roots expend as much energy as possible into regrowth. If the brush expends more energy into regrowth and can be recovered through photosynthesis, the brush will eventually run out of energy and be severely suppressed or die. We can also use mowing to initiate regrowth. Some clients will mow the brush and treat the regrowth with herbicides later in the season. This method helps to properly stage the brush for herbicide treatment and may make the site more accessible for herbicide application equipment. Biological control of brush involves cattle and other livestock. Heavy grazing in late summer, early fall, where livestock graze the leaves will not immediately kill the brush, but may set it back into the following year. Similar to the effect of mechanical control, we can use livestock to remove leaves and initiate leaf regrowth. In time, leaf regrowth will reduce the brush's carbohydrate reserves and brush growth will be suppressed. Some producers will use sheep and goats specifically for brush control. Given little pressure, goats and sheep will peel and graze the bark off of trees and brush. Loss of bark on most non-coniferous trees leads to a disruption of sap and fluid movement in the brush and eventually leads to the death of the tree. Chemical control involves herbicides. There are specific brush control products available and traditional herbicides can be used as well. It's incredibly important that label directions are followed. There's a section in the 2021 Guide to Crop Protection that deals with problem weeds where brush such as aspen and willow are included. Timing is incredibly important for any of these control options to work. Treating brush and trees at the wrong time can make a treatment very ineffective. There is a manual available from the Manitoba Forage Council which discusses various brush control options. 
The manual is assembled with information from managers from what was once the PFRA. Contact your local Ministry of Agriculture Regional Office or the Agriculture Knowledge Centre at 1-866-457-2377 to find a copy. I'm Andrea Bonneau, Range Management Specialist based in Prince Albert. Coming up, Market Update. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork, Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Canola fell 26.40 at 707.47. Oats declined $10 at 206.53. Number one red spring wheat went down 6.59 at 314.26. The rest were unchanged. Durham 317.83. Feed barley 264.65. Flax 701.94. Lentils $749. Yellow peas 337.76. Feed wheat 238.84. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, spring wheat fell 11 and a quarter cents at 7.64 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now the latest quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yard. 640 cattle in a regular sale on Tuesday. The cow market on the good fat cows, very, very strong at $1.02 to $1.12. Uh, especially if you have heavy cows that are weighing over 15, it's kind of $1.05 and up. Uh, the thinner kind of raggeder hair cows at 75 to 82. Um, certainly, if there's some more flesh put on them, the packers are finding them very, very much more attractive to buy. And certainly, the cost of barley and the lack of grass means uh, there really isn't a vibrant uh, feeder market for those kind. Onto the feed and heiferets, we see them very, very active at a dollar thirty-five to forty-four. On the uh, three-year-old young cows at a buck five to a dollar twenty-five. Slaughter bulls trade up to a dollar twenty-eight fifty. They average a dollar eleven and a half, and still a big, big bull run. Really looks like the semen tests. Uh, uh, show the some of the wear and tear of the winter season. Uh, with the recent rains, the grass situation is certainly looking much, much nicer. Uh, availability of cow-calf pairs will become dramatically smaller. Uh, looks like a lot of people will be holding into middle of July. If it dries up by then, I think we'll be seeing the pairs split. The cows go into slaughter and the calves into the feedlot. Having said that, we do still have a very good pair sale here this Thursday. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,700 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 249 to 275 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,300 head, selling in a range of 252 to 272 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the weekend ending Saturday, June 12th are Wooly West 2020 contract, 251.80. Wooly West 2021 contract, 262.40. Maple Leaf Sig 4, 244.41. Hams Cash, 242.41. Thunder Creek Brico, 238.50. High Life Cash, 261.88. 
and High Life Contract, $274.77 per CKG. Hemp's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was down 36 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2148. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 82.38 cents US. Today, US cash markets are mixed to start the week, with Western Corn Belt National Regions once again higher, while the National Cutout Adjusted Formula base is lower. At $130.41 a hundredweight, the Western Corn Belt is sharply higher, and the daily value is only 39 cents away from the 2014 record. Primal values remain amid the highs, and the weekly average value for all cuts once again came in higher relative to the previous week. The weekly price came at only $1.98 US a hundredweight lower than the high seen in July of 2014. Lean hog futures are starting the week off on a lower note, but the early commentary is suggesting that current pullback could just be some interim corrective behavior as opposed to a larger trend reversal. The extent to which a top is presently being defined very much remains to be seen, however, as corrective moves in April and May were followed up with new contract highs later in their respective months. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Perry Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. The Saskatchewan government says this year will be busy in the provincial parks with a variety of new and unique offerings across the province. New offerings include prairie paragliding at Blackstrap Provincial Park, there will be sailing instruction at Elbow Harbor Recreation Site. There are new inflatable water parks at the Battlefords, Buffalo Pound, Duck Mountain, and Greenwater Lake Provincial Parks. The Saskatchewan Rowing Association has come try it days at multiple provincial parks. There are night sky photography classes at Cypress Hills Interprovincial Park. There are luxury glamping tents at Saskatchewan Landing Provincial Park. There are wellness events and self-care products at Echo Valley and wellness retreats at Candle Lake and Pike Lake. Outdoor yoga classes, bike repair and food truck services are featured at Buffalo Pound. And there is Zumba and yoga at Maqua Lake Provincial Park. On the markets, the TSX is down 11 points at 20,127. The Dow has fallen 262 points at 34,217. Oil is up 18 cents at $71.09 a barrel. The Canadian dollar has risen 12 one-hundredths of a cent at 82.33 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.